I want to do focused intensive care echocardiography. Do you? Well, the vice chair wants us to as well. Let's go and listen. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Critical Care Practitioner podcast. This is an episode in which I talk to Marcus Peck and Hannah Conway, who are both very, very interested in focused intensive care echocardiography, which is a course I'm hoping to take myself very soon. I met Marcus, like I say, in the interview at the Intensive Care Society State of the Art Conference. So without further ado, let's go and listen to what we had to say to each other. I'm delighted to be joined this morning, and it's a week before Christmas, I'm being joined by Marcus Peck who um, is the vice chair um, and we met oh, we actually met for the first time at the intensive care society state of the art conference last week um, and had a conversation over breakfast which is one of the reasons why um, i'm talking to him now the other person we are joined by is hannah conway who um, is an accp much like myself over uh, here in the uk and she has done her FICE training. And for those of you who don't know what FICE training is, it's focused intensive care echocardiography. And what I'll do, I think, first um, is I want to talk to Hannah about her experience, how she went through the program, how long it took her. Because I know one of the, one of the reasons that um, we're having this conversation is because I recently did a podcast with Nitin Aurora in which he managed to brag that he'd completed his scans in 63 days. And... And felt that this was um, not the best way to approach it. So um, let's let's have a conversation about that. But first, Hannah, thank you for coming. It's lovely to be able to chat to you. Uh, we have met briefly face to face at last year's conference, but um, in which you gave a, a wonderful presentation about um, intensive care echocardiography. Actually, so it's good to be able to talk to you, um, not quite face to face, but as good as. So tell me, Hannah, your progress, um, your process of going through the training first of all why did you want to do it at all it's just for doctors isn't it yeah well I mean for me it's a little bit different in the respect that I had already had a BSc accreditation in echo so I essentially didn't go through the training pathway like um, anyone else would do who was a novice um, and I went more into a sort of mental role from the beginning however um, being somebody that does mentor people um, all year round and also um, I'm part of the FICE team at Glenfield Hospital and um, we run the, the course twice yearly so I know the process inside out um, so I can still answer the questions that you're asking me. Um, I think the process itself is really well structured. Um, there's a, a few areas whereby um, it's left open to interpretation. There's obviously a curriculum um, and that can be applied as per um, each sort of hospital's interpretation on, on what needs to be um, what what needs to be given more weight and what could be sort of um, and sort of looked looked as as a, a skill that people may already have um, being ultrasound um, pro. Um, certainly, um, the process that, that we do at Glenfield is very much a case of. Um, we prime people on the ITU within their sort of three month module to do already a lot of background reading um, so that they can hit the curriculum um, and, and the achievable time in which to do that. So and when then you're priming people, Hannah, you're meaning doctors here, are you? 
So we hold, um, I say we, the royal we, um, there's two consultants who are heading ECHO at Glenfield, Dr. Lau and Dr. Shup. Um, that's ECHO as in all sort of categories, whether that be TOE, um, FICE, FEEL um, or Transthoracic on ICU. And um, what we do is we, we hold sessions every Thursday um, for our trainees, which we go through um, a given structure or um, or a way to quantify this, that or the other. And we prime people into sort of uh, in it that way, really, um, because what we have to accept is that as a specialist cardiothoracic centre, we only have trainees for three month periods, which is obviously less than most other ITUs. So we need to get people up to standard uh, over a short period of time um, so a lot of background reading weekly echo sessions and also I've just started holding a review session weekly so that um, not only can I go through everyone's scans and, and not so much critique them but obviously go through them and, and talk about it from a teaching point of view it obviously gives me the opportunity to sort of sign off people's scans um, throughout that period where they're not supervised after they've done their their first 10. So we've got a lot of input from from um, from our, our, our unit into, into ECHO. Um, and I think really the, the reason for that is so that we can actually um, make the whole process achievable. I understand it's a, it's a process where most people in, in an ICU where there isn't actually um, an, a mentor or a dedicated mentors, it can be quite a a difficult thing to, to undertake. So you say you're BSE accredited. Um, yep. when, when, when and why did you do that? So my previous role, um, I was a um, an advanced practitioner specifically in heart and lung transplant um, at the QE, um, Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham. Um, so we, we um, me and my three colleagues used to go out to brainstem donors on various ITUs across the country. Um, and we essentially were um, assessing their heart and lung for for um, donation. And part of that was doing a TOE or a transthoracic where it was indicated to do a full assessment of the heart. So for that reason, we were expected to, to get the highest uh, qualification that you could in ECHO so that we were sort of deemed to be, um, you know, adequate for that for that level of assessment so that that was a massive undertaking and that's not mm. something i would ever endorse somebody to do um, mm. unless they're going to be working in an itu or in a theater like cardiac where it's going to be something that they do on a daily basis um, so that that was my route in um, and then i found fice was a was 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 a pathway where the majority of people could easily um, obtain the, the, the basic level of scanning that you require on the ICU. So I've dedicated a large portion of my job to, to making sure that we can get people through that. Um, and, and obviously, like I said earlier, we, we run our courses twice yearly, um, but we also don't just stop there. You know, we have quite a lot of input with our candidates not just through the 10 supervised scans, but obviously beyond that, through the, the, the rest of the 40 scans that they've got to uh, undertake before they do the trigger assessment. Um, a lot of them are supervised um, by one of the ECHO mentors. And if they're not directly supervised, we, we talk about it on an offline analysis um, on a weekly basis. Mm. So it, it sounds to me like you've got yourself a really clearly well-structured programme there with a lot of um, support. 
I think one of the issues that, um, I mean, I have a number of issues with um, ultrasound at the moment, and maybe this is a question for you, Marcus. Mm. One of the problems I have is what do I do? Do I do FICE or do I do QSIC? Now, um, I think it's debatable and my, my opinion has changed from week to week almost on this, whether what would be useful, would it be QSIC or would it be FICE in my situation? The problem with QSIC is that that's probably at an even earlier stage than FICE and therefore mentors are, are even harder to come by. Mm. Um, mm. So, and, and the other thing is that I, I think the, the, I mean, Hannah's already mentioned, I think in her first sentence, she said at least three or four acronyms for the various ways in which one can study ultrasound. So we had BSC, mm -hmm. we had FICE, we had FEEL, and I can name QSIC as another one. And then there was transthoracic echo in um, intensive care as well. So, Marcus, what would your advice be to someone like me? Yeah to do ultrasound um, because I've seen it and I do believe in the benefits of it and I can see the value of it. I've mm. got support from a consultant also keen for me to do it. What would your advice be to, to me? How would I go about doing this? What should I do first? And what mm. what's the best way to go about it? Okay, well, um, I, firstly, I think FICE and QSIC go hand in hand. They're, um, it'd be like choosing between your left leg and your right leg in my book, which means it's a difficult choice you have to just do what you have access to and um, and, and what's possible and in, in the majority of places FICE is more accessible just because we've been running longer and there is a, a greater kind of mental database so um, and, and I suppose if you had to choose an organ system that was the most important I think it probably is the heart closely followed by the lungs and all the rest of it and I think um, you know FICE has been around now for five five or six years um, Phil has been around a bit longer but fundamentally Phil and FICE are the same it's the same content the same structure um, there's a slightly different emphasis in a field course more about how to apply that in in a sort of um, an ALS compliant way but fundamentally the content the delivery the hands-on time and the logbook sort of system is just the same um, so I, I would recommend both, but I think in in terms of the um, the sort of infrastructure, I think FICE has a greater footprint in the intensive care unit, and and I think FICE is probably the one to go for. Um, in terms of how you balance FICE and QSIC, I, I think that's really difficult. And I think if you if you work with someone who can be a, a QSIC mentor, then you should definitely do it if you can afford the time. If you could only afford the time to do one thing in in a in, you know in a year that you have, then I think probably vice takes the edge because the cardiac um the the, the the cardiac stuff is the most important I think from a kind of day to day basis. Mm -hmm. I'm, I might be a bit biased there, but I know my colleagues on the QSIC committee would 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 sort of support that in some ways. But I do think we should all be trying to learn um, ultrasound of, of of everywhere, not just the heart. And I've definitely seen life saved because colleagues of mine could scan below the diaphragm. We've spotted um, intraperitoneal bleeding where we thought it was retroperitoneal and uh, saved lives, no doubt. So I think, you know, I, I'm very, very supportive of, of QSIC. They're, they're behind us in development, but in five years time, they'll be, I think, in the same place. Yeah. Um, and I think as an individual, you've got to just try to decide what, what, what's relevant to you and your practice. I, I think if you're in a general intensive care unit, the heart is the, f the first target. Once you've got FICE under your belt, I think QSIC is definitely the next step.
Okay. Hannah, what do you think? I mean, I completely agree with that. I, I'm also a Kuzik mentor, and we've just developed our Kuzik course, which runs as day two of FICE. Mm. Uh, we ran our first one this year, had really good feedback. Um, but I must admit, the people, the candidates that were there were all either day two from having done the FICE course, which I think is great, but I think to do two accreditation processes in parallel is, is quite an ask. Mm-hmm. Um, the other sort of um, cohort were individuals who have been FICE accredited and are looking at it as a sort of completion of, of their sort of ultrasound skills. Um, certainly i think you can act more on fice you know it's not only just looking at the heart as well it's looking at filling and um effusions um obviously you can also identify as marcus just said um you know free fluid in the abdomen um dvt assessments are really good um addition to the kuzik curriculum um as something we sort of um we come across on on icu quite a lot mm-hmm. and um and obviously you've got the vascular component with regards to line insertions, which I think we can always get better at. But most trainees, I think, are pretty um, well versed in um, vascular ultrasound when it comes to line insertion by the time they get to the point of being sort of intermediate and higher uh, level training. So we don't focus too much on that within that within the course that we run. But no, I'd say that Kuzik follows on quite nicely from FICE. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way around that I would have chose to do it um, had I been a novice. Okay. Just a slight change of subject then, Marcus. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to talk about what happened at the Intensive Care Society State of the Art Conference. Um, you were part of a session in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what points came out of that? I know you, because I caught your session, you were talking, that it was, it was, there was one slide that was very acronym heavy, but I think that was one of the points that you mm-hmm. were making. Um, what, what, what came out of the Intensive Care Society State of the Art Conference this year regarding ultrasound, FICE, FEEL, QSIC, etc.? So, well, we had three group talks, two, two great talks before me, um, one by Claire Colborn, who um, is uh, very, very knowledgeable in ECHO. She runs a great fellowship in Oxford. She's the chair of the accreditation committee at the BSE. And, um, and she's really been a pioneer of ECHO for a long time. So she gave a talk about the hemodynamic assessment using transthoracic echo um, to inspire people really to say to to, to to learn what they can do and what what can what you can get out of uh, advanced echo in the intensive care unit and it was a, it was a really great talk she pitched it really well the second talk was about um from natasha lawrence and she talks about how easy it is or how how achievable it is to set up a FICE service where there had been none before and she's a really, really inspiring talk about um, the kind of the obstacles she overcame and and actually the benefits that have come from uh, the, the the system she set up that was a, a great talk and I, and I presented really the sort of the current um, training systems that are out there and perhaps where we're going in the future and fundamentally there's there's what's called focused echo and advanced echo and focused echo most acronyms start with an F hence FICE and FEEL and FATE um, but it's all basic 2D black and white pictures to make a diagnosis and make some basic hemodynamic assessment. And that's where all the kind of wins are, I think, in, in terms of uh, early diagnosis and you know, hopefully avoiding treating the wrong condition. 
But hemodynamic assessment is more complex than that and it requires more advanced echo um, understanding. And currently, the, the, there are two systems out to train you uh, in the UK. One is the BSE um, critical care echo, or it's adult critical care echo, which is ACCE, which you'll hear people talk about. And that's a very high level, um, high stakes examination very large logbook system, and it definitely will be creating the experts of the future. Uh, it's very much in structure akin to the Transthoracic Echo that uh, Hannah's done, which is a, an immense achievement for anybody outside um, uh, cardiology and um, being a, a, a cardiac physiologist. So absolutely, my hat goes off to you, Hannah. That was a, a big achievement. Um, so uh, the, the, the alternative that's just coming in from Europe is called EDEC, which is the European Diploma of, of Echocardiography. And again, it's, um, it's, it has an examination component, um, but it has some rather costly um, examination. You have to have the exam over in Europe, and also you have to attend one of their courses, which, re which requires lots of money. And all told, it's probably a couple of thousand pounds. Uh, which you've got to find and that, that's quite a lot for most of us um, in the current climate in the UK. Um, the, the advantage maybe of that system is that it, um, it requires you to do 100 and, about 150 cases or so which is uh, lower than the 250 required for your logbook for the BSE accreditation system and the, the, the problem I guess EDEC has is that it requires 35 of those to be transesophageal echo and that would be great. In fact, it'd be ideal for someone in Hannah's system because she works in a cardiothoracic centre and clearly has lots of access to uh, high-level TOE. But in hospitals like mine, we, we have uh, very limited access to TOE, and I think that's going to be limiting its um, proliferation to some extent, as, as does the cost, I think. Um, the, the, the difficult thing um, for us at the moment is that we have had about 600 people through the process, just under 550 or so, to 600 people who've completed the FICE um, accreditation in the five years we've been going. And there'll be more and more each year. And, and th there's a big gap between focus level or basic echo and advanced echo. And, and I think there's, um, there's, a, there's a gap in the middle, which is um, some might look at as risky because you need to know uh, lots about echo to uh, to be able to use the advanced techniques but there's a an increasing group of people who have come out the back end of um, focus training feel or vice and they need to kind of work safely and progress mm. I think that's where a lot of the, the discussion uh, came in uh, about how that gap is managed and we've um, we decided to put a, a course in place which we launched at, um, on the Sunday before State of the Art called Extended FICE. And it was really just that, it's still the borderline. It's, it was like advanced echo for beginners, if that makes sense. Um, introducing the concepts, but with all the caveats that, um, you know, this stuff is not as straightforward as it might appear in the first instance. But um, I think there are some things which intensive care really needs and that um, I don't think that the BSC delivers at the moment. And I think um, it's a very, uh, it's fi fine if you're in a fellow position um, because you've got a year to kind of be supernumerary and you can do uh, get the logbook that you need. Um, but if you're in a 
working consultant position, that's a, a very, very difficult um, task to achieve. Uh, I know, know of two people that have done it, and uh, they found it extremely difficult uh, to fit into their life. So I think, I think the, the, the advanced level of BSE scanning is a very worthy goal, and it's something that all of us should be aspiring to do. Um, but we need to help people from FICE towards that um, as best we can. And uh, I think we, we've, we've not planned to create an intermediate training system. We've, um, we're not planning that at the moment, but we have put a course out there to help to guide people either back to FICE um, uh, to remind them where the borderline is or to help them move forward introducing these concepts as long as they have the right sort of system of supervision around them and that i think is the absolute key to all this stuff and you know i didn't have time to talk about that in in my short 20 minutes i had uh, at state of the art but i can say that um to help people move sounds like um hannah's really got a great system already of um review uh the sort of qa process the quality assurance stuff it sounds like she's got it in there she has regular sessions people drop into i mean that is an absolutely fantastic um, system that she set up with her colleagues there. I think we've all got to have something like that. We've all got to have um, a joined up uh, sort of um, governance process that that combines intensive care and cardiology, and in, it combines quality assurance and 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 structures that are in place to make sure that we're all practicing safely. Once that's in place uh, in everywhere, then I think people have the, the foundation to, to move forward and step up into more advanced territory. And that's where I think this is gonna go. Fantastic, thank you. I mean, it, it, it is exciting. And like you said, I think Hannah has got herself a, a great system set up. So that's yeah. why particularly Hannah, I wanted to talk to you about, and I know this is a controversial point, but um, <laughs> 50 scans in 63 days, that's a fabulous way to do it, isn't it? I think if you go into it having already um, some experience in echo, then go for it. But I think for the novice, which is the most sort of, um, well, the biggest group of people that, that do FICE, I think it's, it's probably asking for a bit of trouble when it comes to ensuring that quality with the practicality of doing an echo, but also with the, I suppose, the more important bit, which is the interpretation of the images and then potentially changing the management of that patient i think that's quite a short period of time to be able to ask somebody to to be confident in in, in those two areas so i wouldn't endorse it myself but i think for somebody like knitting who already went into it with a lot of echo experience then then great go for it but um i wouldn't endorse it for the for the for the larger population of candidates um which are sort of first timers and who would you recommend do this course um well um for the most part we see sort of registrars well in fact there's a few fys now that are coming onto it um but i think really it's not so much the individual grade of whoever is that's doing the course but i think for somebody who's in an icu where they're going to have access to the uh, machine and actually be able to be on the shop floor and, and be able to do the scans so anyone in an icu post um certainly accps i think there's a, de a definite um, sort of room there for, 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 for us guys because we're there on the shop floor um, as a continual workforce and it's it's just another string to, to our bow with regards to... Um, have you got a clue how many ACCPs are trained or in training? Is that something you know? 
Um, no, I don't. I haven't got that, that that those numbers available. But certainly, I mean, there's only three of us at Glenfield, and all three of us are echo positive. Um, but I haven't seen a great deal come through our training course. But I don't know the masses of courses that they have across the UK. How mm. many other individuals? Um, are, are echo trained but i think uh, this year presumably, presumably marcus you keep sorry to interrupt you hannah presumably marcus no, you the register of this do you yeah actually you know, funny enough i can i can i say that there are there, there are four mentors in the country who are accps i that's not that's not everybody because i'm I, I the database doesn't allow me to see people who've taken the accreditation process and and come through the back of it but I can, yeah. I can say there are four ACCPs on record. I don't remember there being three at um, Glenfield, but certainly um, I think I remember at least one or two. So there's, well, there's my. No, I yeah. said, sorry, I think I misunderstood. Uh, three of us are uh, accredited. Two yeah. of us are mentors. So there's my, right. myself and Emma Tolly. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure who the other who the two are that are registered, but. Um, so no, bear in mind that we've now got, um, I, I think we're upwards of 150 to um, in trained ATCPs across the country. I think mm -hmm. enormous amount of room for the ATCPs to get on the programme. And I think any ACCP who's managed to achieve that, anyway, who's managed to do the postgraduate diploma and possibly this programme as well, will probably have difficulties in actually going through the FICE training, um, getting the images reviewed, etc., is often the, the most difficult part from what I can tell. Finding yourself a mentor who's got the time to dedicate to helping you with the process. Um, there are, um, and I, I don't know if we talked about this at the State of the Art, Marcus, but um, Hocus Pocus is something that came out of the State of the Art, which is um, a product by one of the doctors I work with. Mm. It's something that I will keep promoting. because it's, it's just a way of storing your images online for free, which a mentor can then access um, remotely to help review those for you. So I just think that's a fabulous way of doing it. But it does sound to me like, the ACCP certainly should, um, I, I think every one of them should almost consider it like we talk about the ALS these days, that it's just one of those things that you really ought to get under your belt. Um, I certainly agree with that, Jonathan. You know, I think you guys are the perfect group of people to learn this stuff. And, you know, it's, um, it's every bit about a clinical assessment and making a diagnosis. But, you know, you guys are experts at that. And also, you're there present all the time. You're there year in year out you know in some units um I, I know some may move around but you know much less so than trainees and you can really be the backbone of training just like um just like hannah is uh and and that's that's a fun, you're, you're a fantastic group if i could grab all of you and help train all of you i absolutely would and <laughs> vice is not it's not just for doctors we make that very very clear um nurses acps paramedics um, and, and in fact there's a lot of work going on at St George's amongst other places to try and develop a fire system for paramedics to, to use as well so you know I, but I think going back to, to ACCPs you guys are a key group of people nationally who can help deliver this and, be, and become trainers of, of the future um, so I would support that 100%. Excellent. Okay, so it sounds like it's a party round at Marcus's house, so we'll gather everybody and we'll be there at some point. Um, I'm going to draw this to a close. I'm very, very, very grateful to be able to speak to you both, and it's nice to have been able to introduce you two as well, because it sounds like we both um, have a bit of a thing for ultrasounders, hopefully in the near future, I suspect. Um, Hannah, just for my own um, self-interest, when is your next... <laughs>
When was my what? Sorry, I, to, like, I missed that. When is your next course in Leicester? Uh, it's in May, and I think it's the 15th, but I can confirm that with you over email. But um, I will try my utmost to get you a free space um, for the fact that you've got me on here and uh, we're promoting our not only our course, but our sort of ACCP involvement in it. So You get, you get me a free place. I shall make sure I promote your course at Leicester. Um, I did work briefly at Glenfield a long time ago as well, so it's, it's, it's somewhere I have worked in the past. It's been lovely to be able to talk to both of you. Um, thanks for joining me. Uh, I know we had a few technical problems, but I think once we've now we've got over them, this is something that we might do in the future. My um, my one of my dreams is that you can see the sad green screen behind me potentially. One of my dreams is as I learn feist that I'm going to um, stand in front of a video camera with images behind me and I can actually point to what's of interest and how to help people learn. I think that would be very, very useful, not just for them, but for my learning process as well. Um, I know we get lots of these images posted on Twitter and people make comments under them, but I can't necessarily see what they're referring to because I haven't got the trained eye. So I think it might be a useful way of helping me and other people learn. So that's something I'm hoping to be able to do in the future. So thanks, guys. I won't take any more of your time. It's been really great. Hopefully this podcast will be out in uh, a week or two, I would have thought. But if I don't speak to you before, and I don't think I will, have a happy Christmas and a lovely new year and we'll be in touch soon. You too. You too, fella. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So if you want to do focused intensive care echocardiography, it sounds like the vice chairman and the committee and many, many other people are out there to support you, be you a doctor, a critical care practitioner, a physio, or whoever you are. If it's going to be relevant to your practice, there's support out there for you to do it. you just got to get on and do it. Find the course, find the mentor, and crack on. I think it's going to be a highly valuable skill for many of us to have both the FICE and the QSIC ultimately, and it's something we should all be working towards. Certainly my ACCP colleagues who have finished their training and are now looking around for the next project for them to get the teeth into, I think FICE is where they should be heading. Okay, that's enough. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Critical Care Practitioner. If you would like to comment on any of today's topics, Find us at criticalcarepractitioner.co.uk. Tweet us at CC Practitioner. Find us at facebook.com slash criticalcarepractitioner. Or search Critical Care Practitioner on iTunes. I